Rift has a key. So I go back to 1125. <laughs> I had my backpack on my back and my hip was hurting me because I was already running around mm-hmm. and my back was hurting me. I left my backpack at the top of the steps and for a split second I said, no, Bethany, somebody could steal this. Um, don't leave it at the top of the steps. Like, all you have to do is swing this door open and somebody could steal it. But mm-hmm. I was like, nobody's gonna fucking steal this backpack. Somebody stole my fucking backpack. This guy was having a mental breakdown. He swings the door open to Circle Thrift. I said, hey, dude, that's my backpack. He looks at me and says, don't tell me I have cancer and takes my fucking backpack. What? <laughs> oh, no. So I'm like, oh, my God. So I run up the stairs. He's walking down the street. I said, dude, you got to give me my fucking backpack back. He's like, nah, don't tell me that. Don't tell me they're going to kill me. I was like, listen, you're safe. You're fine. I really need this backpack. You have to give me that backpack back. So then he like does one of these and goes into the pawn shop. And he's like, nah, nah, don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. And I'm like, dude, you're safe. Please just give me my backpack back. He gives me the backpack, but won't let go of the arm. So I'm like struggling with him to get the backpack back. And people are, like, trying to shove past us to get into the pawn shop. They're like, excuse me. And I'm like, don't you see that somebody has stolen my fucking backpack? trying to steal your backpack. backpack. Oh, my God. Like, I don't want to be in this situation. Afterwards, I talked to the pawn shop security guard, and he was like, you were so calm, I didn't know anything was happening to you until somebody swung the door open, and I heard you say, let go. Then I was like, oh, but he was like, the whole time, like, you were so calm, I didn't think anything was happening to you. So I get the backpack from him. Like, I gave it, I didn't want to do anything that would make him hit me. Mm -hmm. So I gave it, like, a good final yank and, like, stepped away from him. So I wasn't in, like, swing shot. So I walk away. He walks away. This woman walks up to me with her daughter, and she's like, he tried to snatch my daughter. Like, he had snatched this little girl, too. So he starts heading back to us. I see him headed back. They see him headed back. I'm like, go down, go downstairs. Like, just go down circle thrift. Just go down here. Um, So they go downstairs. He follows us downstairs, tries to go in the back room of circle thrift. And I was like, you have to get out right now. Like, you have to go. I'm calling the police. You can't go back here. He was like, I used to work here. And I just thought he was crazy. Apparently he did. I text Jimmy about it. Jimmy going to say, who was it, Terrence? What? Like, how do you know? <laughs> Oh my god. So we called the police. We had to file a whole police report over it, which I don't really fucking want to do. Like, I just kept telling them, like, it's obvious he's having a mental break. Later on, like an hour later, the pawn shop owner said, um, or the pawn shop security guard, when I was talking to him about, like, why were people trying to push past me? He, um, he was like, they let him go. He just came back in here, like, 30 minutes ago and, like, stole somebody's water. So, so I don't know what was wrong with the man. He was having a mental break or he was high off of something. But, like, it was almost like that TV show 24 where a bunch of stuff happens yeah. in one hour. Right. In 60 minutes... I ran up and down the circle thrift, and I still didn't have the keys. Like, I couldn't find the circle thrift keys in the middle (laughs) of trying to, like, call the police, protect (laughs) these women from this guy. I'm calling the police. I'm looking for the keys. Finally, 10 minutes before I'm supposed to open the door, Mm. I find the keys. I let everybody in. I run up the steps. 
let everybody up the steps, go downstairs. The police are waiting for me downstairs because somebody told them my name and they're like, are you Bethany? And I'm like, it just makes me uncomfortable as a black <laughs> uh-huh. woman with police yeah, calling me looking, by my name. Yeah, It's too much. No, so. no, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So What's so funny crazy. is that you were, you were like, I'm going to work for a circle spaces for an hour. It's going to be easy money. <laughs> <laughs> that was the hardest money of your life. <laughs> so funny. Not easy money. I just couldn't believe I talked him into giving. And then to top it off, when he finally gave me my backpack, he sucked his teeth at me. He was like, "It gave me my backpack." That's hilarious. I don't know. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man, living in Philly. Ah. Hey, Andrew. I'm going to call Chris now. Okay. Let's see. Everybody there? Hey. Hello. Hey, Chris. Hey, y'all. How's it going? Good. Bethany, where are you traveling right now? I am. I'm in Montgomery, Alabama for the uh, Free Her Conference. It is a conference that concludes the fellowship for um, black women that are bailed out by um, bail funds across the nation. Oh, awesome. oh, wow. So I'm recording this right now, by the way. I have to legally tell you that in Pennsylvania. I was listening back. I'm in the middle of editing our episode about hell and justice, and it's going to be fun. It, the episode is kind of a beautiful mess. Uh, <laughs> So I'm looking forward to seeing what people have to say about it. And all this stuff with... Yeah. I was going to say the whole concept of hell is almost like a beautiful mess. Yeah, it's it's perfect. It's a a perfect metaphor for the metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Especially, and Bethany, on your Facebook page today and all over the internets with all this stuff coming out about the Botham Jean case. uh, Yeah. I think that's going to be great material to come back to the subject when we talk about justice and punishment and forgiveness and stuff yeah people Definitely. are tripping on social media today i'm really mm-hmm. angry yeah <laughs> people have a lot As you've probably today. seen from my twitter andrew yeah um so in lieu of an episode this week i'm probably going to offer that recording of you telling the story about how you got your backpack back <laughs> <laughs> talk about justice <laughs> and atonement right yeah <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah so I'm not sure when we'll get back to our regular regular recording schedule, but hopefully soon. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. Th- um, as a kind of postscript, let's kind of, um, well, let's pretend that people, let's, I, I'll probably play the episode in the middle of this conversation or find some way to fade this out and then maybe yeah. bring this phone conversation back because I did want to... Uh, talk to you, Bethany, about a few things from that experience that you had. Okay. Like your decision to call the police, for instance. Yeah. So you're wondering why I called the police? Yeah, I'm just wondering what went into that, because obviously calling the police can be kind of a fraught decision. Mm -hmm. Especially if one of the people involved has any mental health issues. 
Right. So we're talking about somebody that has a mental health crisis, um, somebody that's in the middle of a mental health crisis, and somebody that's also um, a black man, a young black man. I yeah. felt like I didn't have any other choice because the woman um, had said that the man had tried to grab her daughter um, and he was headed back towards us. I felt like I didn't have a choice. Um, if it had just been that he took my backpack, I would have never considered calling the police. Um, but because there was a woman there saying that he had physically like attacked and tried to abduct his daughter, I couldn't think of a better response than to make the authorities aware of the situation that was happening to protect mm. this little girl that was here and other children that might be out and about playing. Mm. Um, I'm not somebody that resorts to calling the police first. Um, I think that we're, I think that we have a system um, that really doesn't leave a lot of wiggle room to figure out other resources. And I wish I had a better resource. I didn't in that moment. Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah, it does. And I, I think, Chris, you pointed this out when Bethany first told us this story. When Bethany told us that she told the guy that he's safe, what, what was your approach in communicating with the guy in the first place? Because the, the security guard thought that you were so calm that you weren't even in trouble. Which was so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Afterwards, the security guard said to me, oh, yes, you had screamed. That probably would have came quicker. I'm like, dude, no. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I, <laughs> so I do a lot of um, kind of like social work in my nine to five. Um, so I utilized a um, trauma-informed response, right? So remaining calm even in a really hype or um, dangerous or upsetting situation typically gives you more control than the aggressor. Um, so for that reason, especially as a woman, I didn't want him to hit me. So I thought that the best strategy would be to make him feel safe with me. Um, and also, I don't know, I just felt like it was so obvious that he was in the middle of a crisis. That I did want him to feel safe in general, right? So I was trying to make him feel safe as to protect myself, but I was also yeah. trying to make him feel safe um, and try to help him maybe tap into um, a more level ground, right? That like yeah. nobody's trying to hurt you, Um nothing is happening to you right now let's try to get you back into a safe um space mentally and hopefully physically next yeah yeah so i hope people enjoy that story oh, i think we certainly did yeah <laughs> remind me did the police show up at any point in this like did they did they encounter this guy too or was that had already yeah they showed up um and they asked me up. what the story was i explained it to them i explained mm -hmm. that it was obvious that he was having a mental health crisis um they said that they thought it was because he was taking amoxicillin which is just ridiculous like amoxicillin no, <laughs> does not make people kill <laughs> backpacks and children um another reason why i'm not naturally inclined to call the police because they come up with stupid conclusions sometimes no kidding um but I think they ended up releasing him, according to the security guard at the pawn shop. So, you know, the response to people having mental health crisis is not incarceration. So I'm not mad that they released him. Yeah, no kidding. All right, cool. 
well, I think I've got what I need here to frame the story. I think yeah, uh, this is good. <laughs> All right, cool, guys. Thanks for hopping on this phone call. I can't wait to hear it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> safe travels, Bethany. We'll, um, we'll see you when you get back. Thanks. See you guys Monday. Hey, see you guys. Take care.